Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation of Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Just before we go to John Shannon, uh, so we picked up with David Staples, who covers the pandemic for Post Media. For both the Edmonton Journal and the Edmonton Sun, on top of his uh, sideline passion, which is the cult of hockey. And so he picked up on the story uh, written by Frank Cervelli today uh, that there could, emphasis be on the word could, be some concerns for the start of the 21-22 season. And David obviously brought up uh, the fact that Canada has struggled so far to deliver on uh, the vaccination program. Paul has texted me to say uh, there's also been an issue in potential rapid testing. A Canadian company has actually been approved for Europe, but not in Canada. Sona Nanotech from Nova Scotia has European approval to begin sales. They are expected to have a saliva test uh, very shortly. And for anybody that's had uh, the throat swab or the nose uh, swab, obviously the saliva test would be uh, considerably easier uh, to do. So I I was unaware that... uh, so there's a Canadian product that's actually been improved in Europe, but hasn't been improved in Canada. Well, I was unaware if that was the case. Okay, let's bring aboard our NHL insider who knows all about this kind of stuff as well. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates in their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Excuse me. Uh, John, how are you doing? Are you getting a COVID test or something? No, no. Uh, only had one so far. And uh, okay. you, know, you know what they say. Uh, stay positive, test negative. Right? So uh, there you go. Uh, but 
Uh, did you happen to see the Cervelli uh, piece? Uh, and I, I know you're aware that this is this is a it, he, the, again the title of the piece on TSN.ca. Canada's slow vaccine rollout could impact NHL's bottom line next season. And uh, just uh, I know you would have seen the piece, and you have your your uh, sources within the league as well. Is this uh, a, a concern for the National Hockey League? Um. I just think it's way too early, uh, and I mean certainly when we talk about the the rollout overall, let's not talk about hockey. When we talk about the rollout yes. overall, right? Uh, that's a bigger concern uh, than the the hockey one. The interesting thing for me, Bob, is is there have been a ton of discussions um, around the NHL about starting later anyway. Uh, I think you'd find probably next year's 32. Uh, I, I think you might find 10 or 11 owners that might want to start in November anyway. Yep. Uh, and to me, that's, that might be a more interesting story than, well, why we have to wait and delay the start of the NHL season. Uh, you, you know, that, you know, let's remember we're going to finish this year by the 15th of July. Yep. What's to, what's to stop the NHL from thinking that maybe we should stop on the 15th of July every season? I'm not suggesting that I'm, I'm advocating it. I am suggesting that it has been a discussion point by some people at a very high level. Well, uh, you and me are both privileged enough to travel to the States a lot in normal times uh, to cover the great sport of hockey. Let's face it, for a lot of the markets, especially the ones in the, the Sun Belt, uh, Friday night high school football, Saturday college football, which has a mammoth imprint in the United States, yep. footprint yep. in the United States, and then Sunday the NFL, and that's part of the reason why some of the American owners in particular have always wanted a little bit later start to the season, John. Is it not? Absolutely. I mean, I remember when uh, when I was fortunate enough to be in the Board of Governors meetings, at least two owners or two presidents of clubs recommended that we have a November 3rd start to a season to, to avoid as much football as possible. And if you remember, Bob, in the years that Lou Lamorello was with the New Jersey Devils, Lou always back-ended his schedule, so he had more home games after the new year because he didn't want to compete with the Jets and the Giants. And and so that the Devils played, well, other teams were close to playing 35 games before January 1st. The Devils were always in that 27, 28, 29 game uh, position by the time the year turned. So uh, this is something that teams can try to do. And, and obviously the NHL has an advantage because they need to supply games for television. They can supply games in Canada because... Canadian owners don't care when hockey starts. In fact, they would prefer hockey starting earlier than later. But when you, when you have, have of a, as of next year, uh, 25 of 32 teams in the United States, you have to wonder if a later start isn't more practical all the time, not just in COVID times. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean we've both been down there, and, and often I'm hosting the show uh, out on the East Coast, and, you know, it's so it's later in the day, and I'm watching ESPN while I'm doing the show, and there's, you know, and ESPN obviously at this time, they're doing, now, what's it, how's it working? Because I know Emily Kaplan's doing a great, she's getting a lot of time right now on the various different chat shows that they have, but is ESPN allowed to show NHL games now, John? Do you know? 
or are they allowed to show? Uh, I, I know they've got highlights without actual audio, but are they? What's going on with the whole uh, NHL uh, American Television deal right now? Do you know? Well, it hasn't been announced yet, but uh, there is a, there's a possibility that hockey will return. Uh, at some level on ESPN, um, you know, the NBC is obviously still in the picture. I keep hearing that uh, the, the cable version of Fox Sports is interested. Uh, in many ways, the domino effect of waiting for the NFL new rights deals uh, to be announced, which should be in the next two weeks. The domino effect of that is when and then hockey will have to wait until after that uh, to announce what's going on with the uh, with the NHL package in the United States. I fully believe, Bob, and I think we've talked about this a number of times, we're going to see a three-tiered U.S. network deal where an over-the-air network like an NBC, who have been a very good partner uh, of the NHL, a cable deal, ESPN or Fox Sports 1, and then a digital deal, somebody like Amazon, somebody like Google. Uh, or DAZN will have another package of NHL games in the United States. I know for me personally, the the fact that Champions League is on DAZN is because I haven't bucked up yet. Maybe I'm, I have the NHL package in the house. Uh, that's a given, but I, I'm going to have to maybe start spending there because I love watching Champions League soccer. We're joined by John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Well, tonight we get McDavid versus Matthews, but right now, John, it needs to be stated. Uh, and I know you got your 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 eyes and ears around the league, but the Maple Leafs are. When's the last time they were this good? Uh, well, they did start with ten in a row. I think it was in 1992 uh, when Cliff Fletcher was the manager. The uh, 93, Pat Burns was the coach. So they were they were that good then. Doug Gilmore was the star player. But the reality in my mind is, Bob, they have never been this good in my lifetime. You know, and 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 uh, or my adult lifetime since post expansion, I don't think I don't think the team has been this good since since there was only six teams in the league. That's been a while. <laughs> they no, I, it, it, listen, they've done a, they, you know, and and you know when you when you tank to get the first pick. Uh, and you have as many first-round picks as they've had, and you don't make the playoffs for as long as they have. You you have to be at, at a point be that good, you know. Plus 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 to also have, and this is this is a big reality to to have the resources that this franchise has on so many levels. Uh, the science of hockey, the science of nutrition, the, you know, the the technology. This is a this is a company on the unbelievable cutting edge um, that Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment has been able to do, uh, and that's why it is, uh, along with the New York Rangers, uh, the two most valuable franchises in the National Hockey League, in a market that is just you know crying for as much hockey content as you can deliver on a daily basis. So from that perspective, and you have somebody as aggressive as Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas running the organization, uh, this was this had to happen at some point when some of their draft picks came to fruition. They do have four players tied up for $40 million. The Edmonton Oilers are going to have cap flexibility. Uh, and the Oilers, I mean, 
let's I mean they've been beaten soundly in both games that needs to be stated I know the advanced numbers would suggest that Edmonton out Corsied and out Fenwick Toronto in both games and to me that was score effects because it happened in the third period when the swing occurred but when the orders were chasing both nights now all that being said John I do you agree with me that Edmonton will be in much better position to round out their lineup this upcoming offseason than the first two years of the Ken Holland regime when you can give Kenny the flex philosophy, or the flexibility of what close to, if not a little more than twenty million dollars, yep. Um, and 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 you also take a look. You know, it also depends on what kind of free agents are available, or what kind of assets that Ken can use and afford to use with trades with that kind of cap space. I mean, I, I think the team, yes, will be will absolutely be that much better. Uh, next year than it is this year, um, and 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 try to address the issues that people have always claimed that there are issues in Edmonton. But you know the the, the, Maple, and the, the Maple Leafs might be a little farther ahead than the Oilers on that basis. When you when you try to compare, yep. you know, superstars versus superstars, depth versus depth, defense versus defense, goaltending versus goaltending. You know the you know the the in many ways the Maple Leafs and the Oilers might be in direct competition in the summertime on what to do in goal. When you think that Freddie Anderson, who has had a marvelous season for the Maple Leafs, his contract is up, and the, and the Oilers are going to be a lot more flexible to figure out what they want to do in goal next summer as well. We're joined by John Shannon. John, I'm going to switch focus. Uh, I'm going to on this date, uh, March 3rd, 1990, Mark Messier scored four goals. Two of them were shorthanded. One was on the power play. Edmonton beat Philadelphia 5-3. After the game, Paul Holmgren said, that's the best player we've played against this season. He's going to win the Hart Trophy. Well, he did, and the Oilers won uh, five cups, uh, and that was the fifth cup. But Mark Messier was a very demonstrative player on the ice, and it was a different time. Uh, and occasionally he would verbalize his feelings. How often when you produce games, did you have to bat? Did, did you know which players were more willing to use some of the seven words that George Carlin would say on TV? Because if you watched it, I mean, it was pretty evident when you watch highlights with Mark Messier what he was thinking. Uh, and and I, I, I got to tell you, I kind of that comes with the territory to me. But did you? Were there times where you guys had to back off on the use of the live mic and that sort of thing? Technology wasn't as good then, Bob, uh, but okay. lip reading was. But lip reading was. Um, so, I mean, no matter what Mark said, you knew what he was saying uh, because he was invariably on camera on the bench, particularly at the old Coliseum when our camera was right there between the benches. Yes. Um, and we were much more cognizant of it there, I, of using the microphone on that, particularly that camera between the benches on the near side at the old building. So, yeah, we were aware of it. And, and, and you know, <laughs> you could see it in Mark's eyes or in his facial expression long before it became an issue, uh, what was going to be said and how it was said. I, listen, I, we, in the early days, we were fortunate enough to travel with the team on the bus uh, on the, after the charter with the team. It wasn't there was it wasn't a separate bus for media and all that. And there were a couple of times after long flights or flights after losses where it wasn't Glenn Sather standing up in front of the uh, in front of the, the team. It was Mark. And Mark was and, and and there were times when it wasn't even Mark as the cap Mark wasn't even the captain. 
but it was it was in that period of time where you could see the growth in Mark Messier as that you know one of the greatest leaders in professional sports. You could see it. Glenn took advantage of it, uh, and and quite frankly, and it's I know it's a cliche, but the rest is history. Well, I guess where I'm going with this is as a producer, you knew you had. I mean, he was such an expressive player. You know what I mean? Like there's some guys you don't know necessarily what they're thinking on the ice, and then there's a guy like Mark Messier, and I mean he was the physical embodiment of whatever passion was occurring at that time sure. as a player. I, yep. it was well, cool. we, both, we were fortunate. We were fortunate to, in those days to there were two of them, right? You know, because Wayne was just as demonstrative. You could read Wayne's mind. Oh yeah. You could see the fire. In, you could see the fire in Wayne's eyes, and you could you could probably hear more of Wayne than you did Mark uh, in, in those days. It was a. Uh, it was certainly a fun time to be around a team that you could see grow and then then take over the league. Awesome stuff. John, we appreciate your time. Let's stay in touch. We'll hook up early next week. Yes, sir, Bob. That is our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. 150 in Edmonton will wrap up orders now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, 151 in Edmonton, let's circle back. Stoffer projected lines, projected, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. McDavid with Neal and Paul Yarby, Drysettle, RH, and Yamamoto. Uh, Leon has not scored in the last six games. Jujar Cairo with Tyler Ennis and Josh Archibald. Could see Nygaard, Haas, and Turris together. We will tell you that uh, Russell, Shore, Bouchard, Lagason, uh, all ended up, uh, taking a skate this morning. Uh, Cahoon could be out of the lineup, uh, and Chason's obviously suspended. On defense, uh, again, projected Nurse with Bear, Jones with Larson, Russell and Barry. Mike Smith starts in goal. As we go to this day in Oilers history, brought to you by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. Again, on this date back in 1990, the year the Oilers won their fifth and final Stanley Cup, the Moose, Mark Messier, he was money. Four goals, two uh, shorthanded, one power play. Uh, the Oilers built up a 5-1 lead. Grant Fear, by the way, returned from a shoulder injury to get the victory in that game as they beat the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 5-3. John Muckler after the game. I just I remember, and it's it's out there on YouTube. You can type it up. Um, it's actually got Cliff Bridges doing a recap for CTV. That's the video that I saw. Wow. There's a name from the past in town. Uh, anyhow, uh, bottom line, John Muckler's just kind of shaking his head. Well, and, and your thoughts on Mark Messi. This is really funny stuff. But we're going to go back to 2014. Back in the 630 Chet Studios is Brendan Escott. Yeah, Alex Hemsky scores twice to lift the Oilers to a 3-2 win over Ottawa. That was Hemsky's last game as an Oiler as he was dealt at the trade deadline just a day later to those same Senators. Always had a lot of time for Alex Hemsky. Uh, he went to the high traffic areas to score. He took a beating sometimes and did not get dissuaded. We will tell you that uh, Edmonton Police Chief and former Prince Albert Raider, he won a Memorial Cup in 1985, Dale McPhee. That was one of the toughest junior teams of all time. He says, concerns continue to be raised about a rally against public health measures during which some participants carried tiki torches. But his department has yet to unearth any evidence that a hate crime was committed at the event. Dale McPhee, the police chief, um, will join Jay Lynn Nye uh, after the 2 o'clock news. I was once neighbors. 
of the uh, police chief. Back in the uh, 1980s, in around, well, right around when, unfortunately, when Black Friday happened, Leroy Cholley, who later went on to become a uh, alderman or counselor, whatever that position's called today, uh, was uh, my next door neighbor for a number of years in the city's west end. Uh, right around the time I was going to the U of A. Anyhow, uh, you keep uh, bringing it via text. We will tell you that uh, tomorrow we'll have a jam-packed edition of the Oilers Now. We'll have a complete recap of tonight's game. Uh, Louis DeBrus will join us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network for our friends at Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. And Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock. Reminder, face-off show. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, Cam Moon, and myself today for 30. Puck drop. Cam uh, is getting the night off. It's going to be Jack and myself with the call beginning at 6. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with the mega-talented Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Back at you at 4.30. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.